Normally I ask, Psst, are you here? But today I know you're here. <laughs> I heard you slip in through the door in the back of the auditorium. And since you're here, we can get started. Oh, you can take a moment to get comfortable, situated. No, uh, uh, uh. no feet on the back of the seats in front of you. <laughs> Welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour, a compendium of interviews with great people. And this show's been going strong for 18 years now. On today's episode, Paul E. Leslie interviews bluesman Brad Wilson, an immensely talented guitarist, recording artist, singer, and songwriter. Brad's got a new charting album out entitled Brad Guitar Wilson, and it is superb. Brad Wilson brings a raw, unbridled energy to the blues art form, and that comes through on his records, which you can hear on radio and streaming worldwide. Brad also plays live. He does shows throughout the USA and in Europe, and you're going to enjoy meeting Brad Guitar Wilson. You know, the Paul Leslie Hour is ramping up our efforts to be seen and heard in more places. If you're so inclined, you can visit www.thepaulleslie.com support. We thank all of you for tuning in and for those that throw a little something in the tip jar. <laughs> well, there's no reason not to bring out our guest, blues rock musician Brad Wilson. Let's see if Brad's ready. Brad? Paul? Well, I'll rehearse my whistling for next time. Here they are, Paul and Brad. Hi, Paul. Brad Wilson here. Hey, hey. How are you doing? Great. I'm glad to hear that. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a great pleasure to have Brad Guitar Wilson joining us. I know a lot of you people out there love listening to great blues music. Well, if you like music that is very much alive, you need to check out Brad Wilson, which is why he is here right now. He has this new album out. It's number one. It's a number one blues rock album in the USA on the Roots Music Reports Blues Rock Chart. As a guitarist and vocalist and as a recording artist, this man is a true ambassador for the blues. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm thrilled to be with you, Paul. I'm excited to spend some time visiting with your listeners. Looking forward to having some fun. So thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. So I've been listening to your music and really getting a lot out of it. What's the latest for you today? What's what's going on today? A lot of excitement for me. Thrilled to have the opportunity to have my music out there and heard worldwide. Really, very, very just an amazing thing to have radio pick up on my stuff and kind of organically start playing my music all around the world. It's a thriller for sure. And, uh, you know, you spend a lot of time as a songwriter. I had uh, worked on the lyrics and the music on the central California coast around Big Sur, California, 
got lucky enough to go in and work with a really great engineer, Francis Buckley, that had worked with so many wonderful artists in Los Angeles to finalize the record. So really happy the way it turned out and uh, as busy as I can be to promote it and also keep my chops up playing a lot of guitar. Well, it is a great mix of stuff, original songs, You've got an original instrumental on there that's really cool. And then also some interpretations of some blues standards, like I Can't Quit You Baby, and then contemporary stuff like Tales of Brave Ulysses by Clapton. Brad, would you say there's an underlying theme to this record? Well, I I don't I don't know if there's a thread that ties it all together other than you know, my love for the blues style, the genre of music, because it allows me to play a lot more solo guitar. It is not as restrictive as, say, some pop songs that are really just all about the vocals. So there, I, I think the underlying theme for this, this record was I was looking for songs that would allow me to play more riffing and more soloing as I'm a like with Tales of Brave Ulysses, that was a breakout song for Eric Clapton that established him as a lead guitarist. So I wanted to cover that one. And uh, I Can't Quit Your Baby, Willie Dixon, phenomenal, original producer head at A&R for Chicago's Chess Records and really responsible for so many great records. So for the covers, I was turning to you know, like Walking Through the Park is on there. That's a Muddy Waters song. So for the blues, I was turning to my favorite artists to kind of a tip of the hat to their work. And it all comes together really, really well. The album starts off with a great original, Ballad of John Lee. And it made me wonder, wonder, are you someone who thinks about the life of these great artists from the past, these great classic artists from blues? Well, yes, because I understand from my struggles to travel and tour and arrive at the show and play really, you know, to because there is adversity in trying to hit the note at the right time. And so when I look back on the trailblazing recording artists that were working under much more difficult conditions for touring and recording that uh, I go, gosh, these guys are just so great to be able to put everything that's going on in their lives outside of the studio and go in and make a great record. And so, yeah, so, you know, I, I, I love the work and the inspiration as many modern day musicians do of the pioneers for, for blues because the equipment, I mean, the amplifiers, the guitars, the strings, the, the ability, the recording, the mics, the equipment, everything was in not like it is today. So when you, the records that these blues stars made, and rock and roll stars like you know Chuck Berry, 
it's just they really stand the test of time because of the artists and the engineers ability to pull together these incredible recordings with the tools they had well you used the word trailblazers and then you said pioneers in your opinion who are the greatest blues artists that define the genre i would say that well, at the beginning of this, I would have to say for me as a guitar player, singer would be B.B. King because B.B. has and still does today the most incredible tone on his guitar, Lucille, into his amplifiers and onto the records. I mean, my gosh, everybody around the world is almost immediately as soon as they hear B.B.'s guitar tone here's lucille goes oh i know who that is that's bb king so you know and bb his band he always hired musicians you know for a lot of the musicians they talk about music it has to swing and if it doesn't swing it's not happening and so a lot of these cats were able to take a groove in there like the the bass and the drummer of course, who are not getting the notice of a John Lee Hooker or a Muddy Waters or a B.B. King. But the groove, the groove is the main thing. So when you're making records and whether you're B.B. or Muddy or John Lee Hooker, which are three people that are pioneers, not to take anything away from Chuck Berry, but who was right in there in Memphis and St. Louis and in Chicago recording right in there with these cats but uh, i just wanted to say the drummers and the bass players that set up the groove and really it's a lot of it's a, a walking bass and a shuffle a drum beat but uh you know so you and i are celebrating john lee hooker and bb king and and uh muddy waters and uh, james cotton but uh, at the same time we're saying yeah the the guys that were laying down the groove were right in there. <laughs> now, it was years past, but I was doing a radio broadcast from the Hank Williams Museum, and I played a track from you, kind of an homage to Hank Williams. I'm hoping you can tell us, what about some of your, these were great blues artists that you listed, but maybe some of the lesser known influences that have had an impact on your work and recording. Well, I had uh, spent three years touring the United States pretty consistently, and I loved being down in the South. I was in, I was in Mobile, Alabama, where Hank Williams Sr., I think, got started, big shipbuilding town back in the day. And of course, Hank Jr. was performing there, and I hadn't seen Hank Jr. And of course, so I went out to the show. It was a big open event, and I was just like, wow, his band was fantastic, and his, and he was fantastic. But I started to think about his dad, Hank Sr., and I wrote a song called Black Coffee at Sunrise because I started to read about Hank Williams Sr., and realized that they were doing a lot of touring in Cadillacs because back in the early days, Cadillacs were fantastic. You had a big engine, plenty of room. You could put the 
you know, the amps in the trunk. Everybody knows those trunks are pretty big. So, yeah, so the band, so I wrote a song called Black Coffee at Sunrise about the fact that, you know, well, in this particular, on that particular song, I talked about a, a guy getting his hands on a beautiful brand new used Cadillac that was like maybe a, a late 50s, early 60s model in mint condition and just taking it out and having a lot of fun with it. But I was, you know, referring to Hank Williams Sr. is where the inspiration was coming from, because a lot of times they would tour the musicians. Uh, every There'd be one for the bass player, one for the drummer, one for Hank, one for the guitar player. And then whoosh, they'd go running through the countryside, about four or five Cadillacs on their way to the next gig, the next town. And uh, those big engines, if they blew up, just pull into the next town and buy another brand new used Cadillac and keep it going. <laughs> Something that I noticed from, I get your email newsletter, which everybody out there sign up. It's free to get on the Brad Wilson email list, but also in what you post on your website, bradwilsonlive.com. And just like what you were saying about these artists who they faced all of this stuff I sense from you a lot of gratitude for what you get to do and also for being alive and making this kind of music. Is, would you say that's a fair assessment? Absolutely. I am lucky to have my health to play music all my life, and it is a real joy for me to be with an audience and share music and have fun together it is truly a dream come true to be have my hands be able to play guitar because i still am developing as an artist and enjoying the journey each year that i continue to be able to play music I am thrilled to be able to write songs and work with the different colors and tapestry of music and try to go places musically that I haven't gone before. But having my health and being able to plug my guitar in and have fun with the audience every single time is a dream come true. Well, speaking of the audience, people can go to bradwilsonlive.com and they're going to see a lot of different places. Everything from your own shows, but also your band opening for Chicago on some of the dates, even European tour dates. What are those crowds like when you're playing over in Europe? Music is a universal language. Blues is worldwide. And fun is definitely worldwide. I find that, well, first of all, I was really in, thrilled and enjoyed the fact that in Europe, almost everywhere I go, everybody speaks fluent English. So that was fabulous to not have that barrier for the lyrics when and I'm on stage and also talking to the audience in between songs. So everyone speaks English wonderfully across Europe. Touring with Chicago is a dream come true because they are 
musicians first and foremost. So they're warming up backstage. They are focusing on the craft of being an excellent musician. And uh, their songs are all gigantic hits, which brings a lot of joy to the audience to hear them. And it's fun for me to play in those larger venues because I can, I get a chance to try to reach so many more people. And arenas are a little bit different than a club because I tell a lot of stories at my shows in between the songs and get a chance to shout out sometimes to people in the audience, you know, where you're from, what's going on with you. And uh, so the arenas, you don't really have that opportunity but i uh, so you really got to move them with the music you got to really it's uh, you got to have the songs and uh but it during the chicago shows was a lot of fun for me because the lighting team would at certain points turn the lights on for me so i could see everybody you know thousands of people and uh i would get some call and response going with them for example like on the ballad of John Lee, the story of John Lee Hooker, his favorite thing to do with the audience was go, how, how, how. And of course, he was Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top was his good friend. So Billy Gibbons and ZZ Top started to do how, how, how. But at the Chicago shows, which would bring the song Ballad of John Lee, we would turn the lights on, I'd go, how, how, how. And then the audience would come back, you know, several thousand people, how, how, how. And so we started to find ways to connect even though there was it was a you know a lot of people and i was searching and i love that when you can connect with the audience and you start to become one and everybody is having fun everybody out there check out bradwilsonlive.com in addition to the guys of Chicago, there's a lot of pictures of you. You get a chance when you're a musician to interact with really interesting people, and you've performed with Jeff Beck. There's some really great pictures. Has there been somebody that you've met along your travels that just it blew you away that you got to meet them? Well, I think you make a great point with Jeff Beck. I mean, I've seen Jeff Beck more than any other artist since i was you know a kid and growing up listening to jeff beck's work you know he he has got an incredible ability to you know he stopped playing with a guitar pick a long time ago and he uses his fingers on to pluck the strings and so he's developed a style that has never that is only his own and the tone of Jeff's guitar and his ability to be an instrumentalist uh, has been incredibly inspiring to me because, you know, as a singer and a songwriter, I am working within the realm of lyrics and music. But as a guitar player and a s instrumentalist, a soloist, you're always being able to get to emotional places on the guitar that you can only get there by doing riffs and soloing and it's kind of a direct from how you're feeling to your guitar straight out through the amplifier and and so that world of riffing and and guitar soloing is very unique you know a little bit like a saxophone player or a trumpet player so jeff 
Beck has the ability to be extremely melodic and make his guitar more like a singer. So when I met Jeff in person, and of course, you know, immediately I'm trying to be cool because, you know, I want to say, oh, Jeff, you know, I really think you're one of the greatest guitar players to ever play and you've been an inspiration to my life, but you're trying to be cool. And so, but I got to play with Jeff and enjoyed seeing his work up really, really close, the way he uses his hands on the guitar to create the sounds that he does. So it was inspiring. And um, I always try to use a little bit of Jeff Beck in everything I do. Are you a native Californian? Yes, I was born and raised in, in California. And uh, I do love California. I've traveled the whole world, but, but I, I am a native Californian. I love it quite a bit. It is a very special place. I did sense uh, some California pride, <laughs> which you I, should have. Well, we've got all kinds. Of, we've got a little bit of the entire country, uh, north, south, east, west here with between, uh, you know, the, the national parks and the coast and San Diego for and the redwoods of the north. I my favorite place is central California coast, uh, a place called Big Sur, which is south of Monterey and Carmel. And it's uh, about a half hour's drive down Highway one along the coast. And it is some world-class beach and woods and just views. And so I often go there for inspiration for writing songs and maybe do a little camping. But as much as everyone loves Huntington Beach, San Diego, and Malibu, I really like Big Sur. I would love to see that place. A little bird told me, that you have some feline residents in your house. And I'm very serious about this. Are they ever a source of inspiration? Well, having, well, I guess to be honest, say, say yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love my cats. Uh, I love giving them names like uh, Rainbow and Bumblebee. And uh, <laughs> whenever I'm playing guitar, they always gather around and uh, so sometimes when I'm stumped for lyrics, I'll immediately just interject lyrics about the cats that are sitting right in front of me. And right now, even I got one of my cat Dottie's on my desk. So they're, they're very close to me. Uh, they bring a lot of love, a lot of love. And I am so thrilled and lucky to have my cat friends. They are worth everything. And they put out a tremendous amount of love. <laughs> That's great. Well, everybody out there, again, it's bradwilsonlive.com. And check out this record, Brad Guitar Wilson. There's a lot of great albums that you have. I recommend people give them a listen. But this new one, Brad Guitar Wilson, I've really been enjoying. It gets me uh, to run just a little faster on the treadmills and try to lift a little more at the gym it's great it's great energetic lively music i think well that's uh, right there alone is worth the purchase of the record <laughs> if uh that's a, a great recommendation paul i mean to uh 
put it on and maybe put some headphones on and go for a walk or some yard work or go to the gym. And there's a song on there called Hang With a Bang. <laughs> yeah, Hang With a Bang, Let's Dance. And it made me wonder, if do you dance? Well, I dance a little bit. I'm not the <laughs> best, but uh, I'm not afraid to get on the dance floor and uh, get out there and shake it up. I know sometimes the ladies at the shows will say, come on, fellas, get out here and dance with us. So uh, if I'm there, you know, I'm good for a couple of dances. Yeah, I'm going out onto the dance floor. <laughs> well, I always like to let the guest have the last word. And it's very open-ended. You just never know who... And where it could be anybody out there in the world. What would you like to say to anybody who's tuned in with us? Well, first of all, I thank you for supporting music and, and uh, having music in your home and in your life. Uh, it's important to the musician, live music at the, at the clubs and at the concerts. It always makes people feel better. And don't think, well, should I go? Well, go, because it's a lot, a lot of fun. You always feel great when you get home or the next day. I'm excited to go to Europe. I'm going to Brussels in October and Paris and Amsterdam. I love the people in Europe. They are so kind and nice to me. And I'm excited to have this record have success with people playing it around the world. So Please visit my website and and support independent artists because the artists are, it's not only artists, it's the engineers, it's the studios, it's the musicians on there. They all appreciate the opportunity to work at their craft and it's up to you, the listener, to support them with your individual efforts by buying their records and buying the tickets. So. For all the people listening, thank you so much on behalf of the musicians worldwide for supporting music. And thank you, Brad Wilson. Thank you so much for being our guest today. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Super to be with you, Paul. I, uh, I'm thrilled to be on your show. I, you know, I've, I know you do a lot of stuff and talk to a lot of fabulous people, so I am thrilled to spend some time visiting with you. Thank you so much, Paul, for this invitation. My pleasure, but it must be stated, fabulous includes you as well. You're nice to say. Thank you. <laughs> it's been an honor to talk to you. I love visiting with you, Paul, so I hope we get a chance to do it again. I'm in recording some more music, and uh, I've got some more records coming out, so let's do it again. All right, man. Will do. Everybody take care. All Bye. right. Later. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, the entertainer. Written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour. <laughs>